You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by Travcon. I think we are recording okay. now. Hi. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Trish. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. And how are you all guys tonight? Welcome to Newbie News. And I'm Trisha. I'm Cindy. And we are glad you're here today. Today's topic is going to be uh, one that we've been looking at in social media. And the topic is called, Why Can't I? Why Can't I? Why Can't I Have? <laughs> so basically just things that people are asking questions about. Um, just want to know, like, just clarification kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with, Why Can't I Have First Day Insurance? Good question. Actually, depending on the agency and your agency's um, insurance policy, sometimes you can have first day insurance. And it is built on agency. So that's one of the questions you need to ask when you're looking for an agency and a recruiter is do you have first day insurance or most commonly or as common is you get insurance on the first of the month following the day you start. Mm -hmm. So if that's true, then maybe you want to start on the 30th. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so you may have to kind of pick your start dates, depending on what you need for insurance, if you're using company insurance. The other important thing about insurance, though, Cindy, is that you, as much as you want to know when it starts, you want to know when it ends. Most definitely. So, you know, if it, if it starts on the 1st, is it going to end on the 30th or the 31st, the last day of the month, even though your contract might have been over on the 16th or 17th, mm-hmm. because is it paid through for that month or does it end the day you end your contract? Mm-hmm. So most importantly, as well as when it starts is when does it end? Yes. So those are two very important questions, I think, that you need to clarify with your recruiter Mm -hmm. and company that you're going to work for. But it is company based. So be sure and ask your company when you're interviewing them for a possible job. And that's important to you is is when that when does that start? Don't get caught uh, not knowing that that piece of information. Yes, that can be both uh, that can be financially devastating. Yes. So absolutely. You might also want to ask, too, you know, again, going along with that end date, um, you know, does that continue on to your next assignment? Is there a gap between, you know, when you're leaving your uh, assignment A, going to assignment B? Are you covered or are you driving cross country without any travel insurance and something catastrophic? Oh, that's a good point, because some will let you have like a two week period in between contracts to get there, take Mm -hmm. a week off or whatever. So that is a very good point with insurances. You know, when when it's a coverage, as long as you're taking the next job with that company. And generally they'll say, if you already have your next contract signed, then it's covered. But yeah, you do need to ask what that time period is. Yeah. Good, good point. Okay. So the next question um, that's um, come up recently as well too is why can't I have a compact license? Well, you can have a compact license if you live in a compact state (laughs) and it has to be your home state. It has to be where your license is, your primary license is, uh, mm-hmm. You can't move to one of those states just randomly and say, I'm here, I'm going to have a compact license. You have to work and, and have established residency mm-hmm. in that state. So if you're right. in, uh, say, I don't know, Illinois, which is non-compact, and you want to move to Kentucky, which is contact, compact, just to get a compact license, that's not the way it works. No. You have no. to be a resident of that state. 
So, and, <laughs> and so you'll see people who'll say, well, I worked in a compact state. Why is my license not compact? Mm -hmm. Well, it's not compact because you're not a resident. Right. So you're, that's very important. Yes, most definitely. Um, definitely. So, um, you know, for those of you that live in a, uh, uh, have a permanent tax home where you have a compact license, that's great. Um, for those of us, such as myself, whose primary residence is not a compact state, even though I am going to go work in one, that means I just have to file for an individual license. It won't be a compact license at all. And it, yes, and so all those licenses that you apply for are individual state licenses, not mm -hmm. compact. Because if you were compact, you wouldn't apply there. True. If you have a compact license and you're going to a compact state, you don't have to get another license in that state. Mm -hmm. I've also seen musings online about well, why isn't every state joined the nursing compact? Good well, <laughs> the short version of it is, is that there are states that don't want to lose control over their state nursing boards. When you sign on to the compact, you're basically signing on to a specific list of regulations, rules, fees, all those kinds of things. Many states um, don't want to lose the revenue um, by which their um, licenses generate. They don't want to lose their autonomy in setting policy um, for their licensees. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of those reasons, um, I know most recently, um, you know, I've seen things from the state of Ohio. There has been a lot of lobbying in the state of Ohio for Ohio to join the compact. Um, but the board, um, the board there, um, for, for the reasons I pretty much just stated, um, has decided they're not interested at this time to join the nursing compact. Well, that would make our lives a lot easier to have every state in the compact. That means you get one state license and you're good to go everywhere. Um, uh, that's probably not going to happen for the foreseeable future. Right. <laughs> so. and, I, and I understand that for them to do it, it's also very quite costly for the, on, yes. the, on the state side to get all of that legislature. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's really all about the money. Yep. You know, if you really track it down, it's all about the money. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So okay. What, else, what else can we talk about? What, why can't I? Well, why can't I have a blocked schedule? A blocked schedule? What's that? A blocked schedule. A specific group of days that you're going to week, work every single week in your contract. And you work those days together. You work those so days together. Three in a row. So you have your three or four in a row, depending on your depending right. on your contract. And then you're free, you know, you're free the rest of the days. And why is that important to some people? Well, I can tell you as a night shift person, I at least like to work my days in a row. It's a lot kinder um, rather than constantly switching back and forth mm -hmm. or having one day off, two days on, one day off, two days off. Yeah, you know, that way I have a little time to go explore the area that I'm working in. Um, it's just, for me, for me personally, it's a lifestyle. Um, it's, it, it's a lifestyle that works out much, much better for me. So I do find that most people who work nights, it's much more important to. Yes. But it is important to everyone who's a traveler for many different reasons. One is you do want to have your days be done and then go do fun things or exploratory things or whatever you do. Some use that time to go home. 
which is a whole different issue is a whole different issue if you're doing that and you're not duplicating expenses but that's a whole different issue but if you want those days together so you can go home and spend time with your family or whatever that's why those days are important but to get those days you have to talk to your interviewing manager your your company can't just say oh you can only she's only going to work block days right and they can't put that in your contract if you haven't already discussed it with your manager and you should say in your contract block scheduling per whoever that is that you interviewed with mm -hmm. because what happens is so you interview the manager says yes you tell your recruiter so this is what the manager says they put it in your contract and then that contract has to go back to the facility or the vendor for approval before you get that approved mm -hmm. so it's a it's a couple of steps in there so you may not have your contract the next day because they're waiting for it to be approved by the facility right to to say that this is okay right so if you don't get your contract back because you've asked for things that may be why you're not seeing it the next day mm -hmm. but block scheduling is one of those things as, as should be anything your time off your block schedule whatever you is important to you and you need in that contract that's where you need to put it but, mm -hmm. but block scheduling is very important to some people and if it is then you need to discuss that in your interview yes now for those contracts that are um, just getting automatic automatic offers. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure how those are being handled. Uh, some I think are saying there is no request, right? So too bad, right? Or they may say this is the request, and then they'll send it through and see if it goes if it flies or not. I'm mm -hmm. not really sure how that's handled. But I would ask if you're getting an automatic offer and you want block scheduling, be sure and discuss that with your recruiter. Yeah. So that everybody's on board. Most definitely, because most of the time as a traveler, they're hiring you to help fill in their holes. Right. And so consequently, that may or may not lead to um, a schedule that you feel is, um, you know, is workable for you, such as a blocked block schedule or all your days off in a row. So um, as Trish said, good to get that clarified in your contract. Very, very much important. Mm -hmm. So. Um, Absolutely. so last but not least that we see, um, in the questionings that we see through social media is about guaranteed hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of things with guaranteed hours. Okay. Everybody wants them. Yes. Not everybody gets them. Mm -hmm. So in order to get them, there's a couple of different ways. One, ask if the facility is guaranteeing the hours. You need to know because that agreement is between the facility and the agency. So does the facility guarantee to the agency that they will utilize you for X amount of hours and or pay you if they don't? Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. there's a difference between guaranteed hours in that they're willing to schedule you those hours mm -hmm. and whether they're willing to pay you if they don't, if you, if you get canceled. So make sure there's a clarification between the two because you could have guaranteed hours, meaning they guarantee to put you on the schedule 36 hours a week, mm -hmm. but they're not guaranteeing you that you're going to get work and pay. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's important. So make sure that you understand the difference between the two and is that agreement between the facility and the agency in place that says guaranteed they will pay you either way. Right. The second way that 
hours are guaranteed is some agencies will guarantee they'll they'll tell you up front we guarantee all hours now it's important to ask them okay is the facility guaranteeing those hours or are you guaranteeing those hours because if your agency's guaranteeing them you're going to make less money per paycheck because they're holding back a certain amount of money so that they can pay you on the days you might get canceled. Is that make interesting? Sense? That, that makes, makes very that makes perfect because sense. they're not going to pay you something they can't bill for. Right. So basically, they're holding back your money mm -hmm. to pay you in case you don't get to work. Mm -hmm. So how important that how important is that to you mm -hmm. that you're not going to make as much? And if you think about it, they pay you. But if you don't ever get canceled, what happens to that money? Because they just then the agency gets to keep that. Right. So that's kind of important also to know, like, are they going to keep that money in there so that you can get paid? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so very important things to know about guaranteed hours, guaranteed pay, guarantee. So okay. and where does it come from? Is it yours? Or was it theirs? <laughs> and we Good want it point. to be theirs. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully that was all really good information for everybody to maybe um, answer the ultimate why can't I question. Why can't I be a travel nurse? So all of this information is really important for you to digest and look over and decide how exactly this will fit in your life to see to see if the traveling uh, traveling healthcare lifestyle is really up for you. So hopefully this is all good information. Uh, we appreciate uh, you taking the time to listen to us and uh, we hope you'll uh, check in next month when we'll put forth another new podcast of something um, new and interesting and hopefully uh, something that uh, will help you out as you uh, um, journey on toward uh, being a travel nurse. Also, we hope to see you uh, in at TrapCon in Las Vegas in September. Uh, registration is going to open up on April the 30th. And, you know, get in there early because we're not sure if we're going to have limited number of places or not. Uh, so right now, let's, you know, get in there early, get your seat and, and be there. And, you know, if you're a newbie, sign up for newbie boot camp because a lot of the questions that we go over and many, many more things are covered in that particular particular group and and you you're one step ahead if you haven't started traveling yet or if you've been traveled for a year or so there's still so many questions we all learn every every yes, year every day we learn something new about the travel industry and uh it, it's a never it's an ever-changing job for sure so hope to see you there and i'm trisha signing off for newbie news i'm cindy have a good one we'll see you next time Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at TrapCon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.